You're listening to Sunday Funday. I'm your host Shauna and on this podcast I talk about anything and who knows what that will be and sometimes I interview some people so make sure you listen and thank you for listening to this episode but anyways don't forget to subscribe, review, rate and share my podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hello and you are very welcome to episode 91 of Sunday Funday. I'm Shauna and you are very welcome to this week's podcast. Coming up in this week's podcast, I'll be talking about online slash celebrity relationships. I'll also be talking about school sports days. And I'll finish the podcast by talking all things Irish dancing, the history and everything around it. So that's what's coming up in this week's podcast. As I said, over the last couple of weeks, um, the next couple of podcasts are all pre-recorded as I have a leave insert coming up in a couple of months. So if you want to see all things new and updated from me, you can see that on social media. Shauna Doyle 26 on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. I'm also on Facebook at Sunday Funday. And if you want, you can email the podcast at sundayfundaypodcast at yahoo.com. But without any longer, let's just get straight into this week's podcast. One thing that I'm sure many people get highly interested in when they see it on social media is when there's a celebrity after getting into a relationship or there's a couple and they're sharing like 90% of their relationship online on social media, TikTok, Instagram, whichever. We get highly invested in it because we just find ourselves nosing, nosing with that person. So I decided to talk all things about online and celebrity relationships so let's just get straight into it and how I feel about them personally um because obviously I have the podcast and I'm on TikTok so there I'm for I'm actually in the public eye so this is why how I think of it like it's not for everyone like don't get me wrong it's not for everyone some people like showing everything online but for me personally when it comes to like friends family if I ever have a relationship all that kind of stuff I let them have the option to not be on social media, if you get me. Because not all the time they want to be. Like, rarely you see my family in it. Rarely you see my friends in it. That's because they prefer not to be. So, you always have to respect people's opinions and what they want. So, that's why I'm always, like, open and honest with these sort of things. But, um, yeah, I will be honest. It's not for me. Uh, Online celebrity relationships. I would not like share like I should like if I did have like a relationship probably do like a few TikToks here and there like like audio ones but after that won't be a whole lot I'd say well if the person wants to be in a couple of extra TikToks by all means go for it but uh if the person doesn't I'm not going to force them like I would not force anyone to do something that they don't want to do so you know um but also being in the public eye and having a relationship comes like with many things. You get like followers. Obviously, if you're on the public eye, you're going to have some amount following anyways. Um, but if I wanted a relationship, let's say, I'd prefer to be in the next couple of years when the podcast is still growing and not as big. Because someday the podcast could blow up and it could be fairly well known. I don't want like what's those eight like social media pages like sharing your relationship saying you're off the market and all that kind of stuff because then people's trying to invest in yeah because 
the other day I saw I think it was like Goss.ie and maybe Beat and a few other radio pages and all that had that Lewis Capaldi had girlfriend and then immediately and I'm sure many other people did this as well they just went on to Lewis Capaldi's Instagram page TikTok see if he had anything about a girlfriend but obviously it wasn't on their, his social media so I'm like what the hell so that's one thing that really does annoy me is when like things get shared on social media when it's not on the person's like page itself I'll get on to more of that in a second. But uh, yeah, oh, people just get really invested in your life. And to have some privacy, that's what I'm trying, trying to aim for. And um, so, you know, that's what I want is if I get big with the podcast, I want some sort of a private life, you know. Like I say, some things on the podcast and other things I would not say. But, um, you know, I have to think of all these things. But if I ever had boyfriend or partner or whatever I would keep it private for a good while until like I know their relationship I'm comfortable with like if I know the relationship's going to work out then I might say something but um after that I wouldn't say anything like you know beforehand I would not say anything um but I will make sure with the person that they're okay with being showed on social media like say if I want to put a picture up on her on my story or on post tiktok or make a few pop a few pictures i'll always check with that person but if they don't want to be on it by all means it's fine and i won't do it obviously but uh yeah that's like a person's opinion so i always accept their opinions um going back to celebrities in a relationship people are always wanting to know who is their partner like this is what i was trying to say 30 seconds ago with Louis capaldi with their partner because um, it was just I like he saw the other day and he was like in a partnership and I, I will be honest I went to say his Instagram see was it true or not but obviously I didn't see anything so I don't know whether to believe these pages anymore but um, you know just I just say fair play if it's true but if not I get like, it, it, I know it's something small to annoy me but when the person, like the celebrity or person that's well known on social media, and there's a post gone up on some of these other pages, and say they have a partner or anything like that before they announce it, I find it so annoying. Like, if the person hasn't announced it themselves, isn't on their social media, why announce it for them? Because they might want it to be a bit private. But that's just my opinion on it. But then there's other celebrities that just, well-known people that just don't care about their relationship or just doing the relationship for views and likes um or just putting it out there in general but um one person that i find doing this happening a lot is Lib- libby may on tiktok like she's after being true i don't know how many relationships with different girls but she's always breaking up with them and then she's with other ones and it's just so complicated and people are so invested in when she breaks up with the person, then obviously everyone goes at Libby May because she has had other relationships before. So, you know, that's why I wouldn't like to share my relationships like straight away because people want you to stay together. They're going to want you to hopefully get married, have kids, all that kind of stuff. So that's why I prefer not to share. Um, but yeah, also it's influencers making the videos. It can get people very interested in celebrity relationships like it's just something we get involved with 
like we don't mean to we're just all nosy and that's the truth of it so you know um then for our gossip.e like it has everything on the page like i love the page i love the gossip awards all that kind of stuff but they're one thing that annoys me about the page like i love the page don't get me wrong because obviously i start the podcast that's where like doing start sunday fun day getting all the good news that's where i got all the information from if you get me so you know i don't know but the way to share about people's relationships or celebrities lives or sharing photos from their page it sometimes annoys me like you know, just get slightly annoyed because the celebrity is trying to have their own peace and quiet and they might just say, oh, I have a girlfriend or they might even say anything and it's just straight away up there. Like, give the person a break. But I really do like Gossai. Um, but yeah, I don't know what how I feel about relationships being shared onto the page. Like, Everyone knows I love to sue Johnny's and like when he when Johnny B started his relationship, like when he was on his holidays, there was like immediately on Goss.e that he had a girlfriend. I didn't believe it at first because I was like, doesn't look like it because he was with the Chalk Eyes and Trisha's transformation because I was looking at it but I didn't see anyone else. I was like, this is weird. Why would they have this up? But then obviously Johnny B announce it himself like this is why i always wait for the person to say it themselves rather than or like seeing it on the page so oh, it takes me a long time to believe things but uh yeah and then also if as i said if it was to have a relationship i want it to be in the next couple of years um but at the same time i'm not ready because i'm just still young and i just haven't the brain brain for a relationship at the moment um don't have the time but you know and I wouldn't be a romantic person really like I don't imagine me being like lovely jovely I like it was recently Valentine's Day and I was like what's the point about it like I just Valentine's came and went and I just didn't care so you know uh just not a romantic person but even if I was to have a relationship and the podcast blew up people would know about it only like a certain amount of people in my daily life so yeah um that's online relationships or celebrity relationships or relationships in the public eye on social media i want to know your opinion on this and um, you can let me know seanadol26 on instagram tiktok and twitter i'm also on facebook at sunday funday and if you want you can email the podcast at sunday funday podcast at yahoo.com I'm sure for many people like myself, one of the best days in school was sports day. So many memories around it and people just really enjoyed it. So I'm going to start off with primary school. Um, Now, I don't remember every sports day because it's such a long time ago now. And um, there hasn't been many memories from it because it's kind of been always the same. Like, you, you... goal you have do your sports you get a medal at the end of the day and you also get ice cream so that's really the main gist of it from primary school but I remember in senior infants it was the same year I got my appendix out so I would have spoke about this on the podcast recently as well 
or is either coming up, I can't quite remember. Because, as I said, all these has been recorded during midterm break. But, anyways, it was the same year I got my appendix out. And it was only, like, like a month or so. Uh, only a few weeks after getting my appendix out. And I was okay to run around and take part in sports day. Um, so, if you remember from that podcast, I would have said um, during the... the First year, first class school tour. My mom brought me into Carlo to go shopping in pennies, and I got these like pack of shorts. There's two in it, and on the shorts, they're like they weren't. They obviously weren't O'Neill's, but they looked sporty. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna wear them and look real cool." And I want to go around show them off, kind of thing. Um, so I did that. Um, but of course, with it being Ireland, it rained that day, so I wasn't in the shorts for too long. Um. But that was like kind of that. But then um, we got ice cream and the rugby, rugby player, Sean O'Brien, because he's from Tullow, came in with the cup or whatever. They were after winning a cup with Ireland or something. I can't, I can't remember. This is like 2012, if you want to say. 2011. Could have been 2011 because that was the year I got my appendix out. And I was also on senior infants at the time. Um, he brought in the trophy he also went to the play school where my sister was at the time because there's a picture of uh, my sister's play school class and Sean O'Brien with the cup um, and he came in showed it and we thought it was deadly like this big well known rugby player at the time came in and we were delighted with ourselves because like obviously we were like 6-7 years of age like we thought it was deadly but yeah um, that was kind of that senior infants that's kind of the one of the main ones that stand out to me like the rest of all just being the same like even at that sports day the senior infants I thought it was class because I was after getting my appendix out and in the hospital the doctors told me I'd be much faster at running and stuff and I well believed them of course I did like me being smart enough like you know and um I Got the appendix out and the doctor was like, you're going to be so fast now in your sports day and all that. And then we had the races. And ever since I got my appendix out, like, I'd get, like, fairly cramped up, like, when I'm running. So, um, obviously, I didn't win, like, the running races. But I won the egg and spoon race. Well, I should probably say spud and spoon race because instead of an egg, we use a spud. Um, so, like... With a spud, like it was quite funny with the spuds. Like once the race was done, everyone just wrecked their spuds all over the grass. The teachers would be so annoyed. But I'm fairly sure the birds that came along after sports day was delighted with themselves because they got extra food. So um well for some, not well for for others. So um yeah, that was kind of senior infants and like the egg and spoon race and all that kind of stuff. Um wasn't really too interesting. There was like, like we did badminton and all that, and there was also we had this just every year they got the same bouncy castle slide, um every year the same one. Um, I'm surprised I didn't get fed up with it, but there be amount of people that were trying to do like cool stunts going down the slide, like as if it's like I don't know, and trying to show off, and then the teacher catch them like, don't go down the slide like that like that it's very dangerous like you aren't allowed to flip down you aren't allowed to go down and backwards you're not allowed to go down your belly the only way you have to go down on your belly is you go legs first so you have to do that way not head first and you also what is this you have to do you have to you also have to sit on your bum you either sit on your bum or go down your belly 
feet first, which was kind of annoying because we always wanted to do cool stuff. But anyways, we weren't even allowed to jump down the slide. Like Jumping down the slide was one of the best things ever. So, yeah, we weren't allowed to do that. So it was kind of boring. And we just go up and all that. But everyone used to get so aggressive on going up the slide. It's like, go hurry, go hurry, 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 hurry. Like, it used to be a big panic going up those steps. Also, those steps going up to a bouncy castle slide can be more dangerous than anything. Like, I know it's not a popular opinion probably, but that's that's just the way I think of it. Because I remember going to a field day in our dad and one time, or could be somewhere else. Because we used to go to all these vintage field days growing up. And I remember being on the slide and there's like a young lad that came up behind us and there's a younger child in front of me. Like say child could mean like three or four and I was about like 10 or 11 maybe at the stage. I remember this young lad, he's a slight bit younger than me, I say seven or eight, maybe nine. And he just like ran up the slide in front of everyone. I was like, I was just like in my head, what the hell? You could literally run over that child, like knock the child down. And I was like, and if that child falls... I'm down, so no thank you. But anyways, it was all fine. It was fine. Nothing um, horrendous happened. So yeah, that was like kind of primary school. Nothing too exciting. And then we move on to secondary school, which there hasn't been many sports days uh, throughout secondary school. Because if you know, you know. And if you don't, you don't. So first year was grand. We had like a small quick sports day, like only two or three hours worth of it because it literally poured down rain. So the teachers were like, okay, let's cancel it. And yeah, it was just cancelled. Um, I can't really remember a whole lot from that day. I remember one of the teachers brought me home because my mom was working. And of course, I couldn't get in touch with people at home. I couldn't, like my sister wouldn't reply to the phone or anything like that so I literally just said um come collect me uh, like the teacher brought me home anyways so it was all grand um that was kind of first year nothing too spectacular from it and then second year was a lot better sunny lovely warm weather it was amazing and I remember where I did the gladiator with a teacher was like it was some crack that year like that was probably the best sports day uh, but I did the gladiator with the, you had the stick yoke and knock the teacher down. The teacher knocked me down twice. And it was so embarrassing because like my whole class was watching. It was like so awkward, but it was still a bit of crap because like no one would do it with me. Well, everyone had their pairs, but obviously I'm always the odd one out. And my friend that usually I hang around with, she didn't want to do it. So I was like, okay. And then I got roped in to do it with a teacher. I was like, okay. Um, but it was all grand. Um, bit of crack and then there was an obstacle course I did it with one of my friends and I won and she was like we got real competitive I was like I'm gonna win I'm gonna win and uh, so it was all good it was a bit of crack and uh, and every year at our sports day in the um, school I go to now they always have a chip, chipper van and that's probably one of the best things ever a chipper van uh, last year as well I'll get on to last year in a minute but they also had an ice cream van last year and it was a really good time a really good time so you can't go wrong with that but obviously in third NTY third and fourth year there is nothing because if you are living under under a rock for the last couple of years there was this thing uh, there was a global pandemic and this thing called COVID shut the whole country down and we couldn't do anything so 
uh, what the school did then was obviously nothing. So um, it was just a regular boring school day. But let's be honest, TY was still like a good year for me because I still had the podcast. So um, all's well, that ends well, I guess. I don't know uh, what that like quote is or saying, whichever you want to call it. But that was like third and TY. There was not anything special from those years. Um, I actually kind of forget third year. <laughs> not going to lie, considering we're only there from like September to like February and start of March. And then bang, shut down for like six months. Um, But yeah, and then we move on to fifth year. It probably wasn't the best because it was done a different way. Students could do whatever they want and we're just walking around, strolling, doing whatever. It was so boring and it was so crap because like my friend was out that day. She couldn't go because she had a broken leg at the time and it was so, so boring. I regret going to school that day, like not going to lie. And like now I'm kind of in two minds. Do I go to sports day this year or do I just stay home? Because it wasn't great last year. Um, So I have to think about that now in the next couple of weeks. But uh, it wasn't the best. And as I said, students couldn't do anything. Like I preferred it when... Like, each class group was in and it had a certain activity for a certain amount of time. Like, that was a bit of crack. You could do whatever then. So, that was fifth year and it wasn't too fun, I will be honest. But, yeah, obviously, uh, sports day is still to come for sixth year. Don't know what that's going to be like, if I'll go or not. I don't know. It's a second option. But actually, I remember last year after sports day, someone was in the school library and they're on a computer like studying and it was like third year. I was like, okay, that's a bit weird. Like why come in on sports day? You could just study at home. But anyways, um, that sports day is all over from school. Um, If you have any like good memories from sports days, like I kind of went through that real quickly because it hasn't been very exciting over the last couple of years. But uh, you can let me know what your sports days were like. Uh, you can let me know on social media. Seanadal26 on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. I'm also on Facebook at Sunday Funday. And if you want, you can get in touch with the podcast by emailing sundayfundaypodcast at yahoo.com. So for a couple of weeks on the podcast, I've spoken about different topics that generally come up on the um, Irish music essay kind of like section of the of the music course. That's what I'm trying to say. Words just isn't coming out of my mouth right now, but we'll just plow on and we'll get through this. So in this week's podcast, as I said in the intro, I'll be talking all things about Irish dancing, the history behind it, different types of dancing, all that kind of stuff. And hopefully this helps a couple of people with their leaving start. Because I know for me, I always find doing a podcast about something, I always remember. So this is beneficial for me. So yeah, let's just get straight into it. So first thing I'm going to start off when it began which it began in the 17th century and it was influenced by English country dances along with French slash Latin style quadrille dances. Um, so it was influenced by English, French, Latin, all that kind of stuff. It was all influenced by it. Um, that's kind of how, well, when it began. But how it began and how it's still alive today is because... 
like along with many like songs, the harping tradition, many things in Ireland, it was passed down from generation to generation, which was done orally. It wasn't written down or anything like that. It was done orally. So obviously when it's done orally, things do change. But uh, we obviously have the dancing that we have now today. But um, it came like it came like dancing came to Ireland from the Druids and the Celts. That's kind of how Irish dancing was brought to Ireland. Um, and it used to be danced at the crossroads, obviously before dance halls came into place. I did mention all this on Kaylee Bands. Irish dancing and Kaylee Bands do link in together. I will say that because obviously Kaylee dances. That's Irish dancing. But we're not getting into that on this week's episode because we already spoke about Kaylee dancing. Um. But yeah, that's kind of how it began. And as for where, um, there was these dance masters who travelled from village to village. And they used to teach locals technique and style of like dancing and like t- traditional Irish things, really. Um, this also saw the rise of traditional Irish music. So um, the likes of the harping and all that kind of stuff. And there's two cultural expressions um that now go hand in hand together. Um so that's quite interesting. But as for the types dances, there is four types. There's the reel, which is in either two two or four four time, and it's generally quite fast. And there's also the hornpipe, which is four four time also. However, a hornpipe is slow, so if it's slow and it's four and you think it's four four time, it's hornpipe. Fast, real. Um and then there's also a couple of jigs. There's the single jig, which is six eight time and it's fast, and the slip jig is also fast, but it's at nine eight time. Um generally just chance of putting down a jig if you think it's a jig. Just that's what I do. So no, but try your best and try guess the proper dance. What I actually do like to get good dances in my head, there's like playlists on Spotify for like um reels, there's hornpipes, there's like all these different playlists on Spotify of different dance music. So if you're like studying or whatever, this could be beneficial to you. So yeah, that's the different types of dances. And I did try look up when the first competition was, but it wouldn't give me a definite like answer but we all know what the Irish dance competitions look like um generally with girls with the curly hair and the pretty dance dress costumes um that's generally what we think of and the white socks and the palms and the hard shoes all that kind of stuff that's what we think of straight away when we say Irish dancers so um but generally Irish dance and like competitions did start around the 1960s and the 1970s. I mean around then. That's what I got anyways because that's when the Irish Dancing World Championships took place. Which I'll briefly talk about in a couple of moments. Um, But like the competitions for Irish dancing is generally, generally known as a fetch. I'm sure many people know that already. But if you didn't, that's what it's called. Um. But when I did go to try find information on first dance competition or dance competition first fetch, it didn't give me the history or anything behind it or like about the actual first dance competition 
competition, whenever, whenever it was, it gave me tips on how to take part in your first dance competition. So, like, when I looked it up, it was, like, literally giving tips for parents for when their child is taking part in Irish dancing. So, yeah, that's what Google gave me. Google, you are not quite helpful with that, but that's what I got. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of the first dance competition. And... As well, like, with Irish dancing, is part of the Irish culture, which is probably obvious to many people at this stage. And just like storytelling, Gaelic games and traditional Irish music, it is an integral part of the Ireland's history and culture and heritage. It's, very, it's a very big part in our Irish, like, life, culture, whichever you want to say. So... There you go. And obviously, nowadays, there's obviously the modern Irish dancing, um, which began with formation of the with the formation of the Gaelic League in eighteen ninety three. So quite a long time ago, um, and Irish dancing, and the Irish dancing commission did begin in nineteen thirty, um, an exa- and an example of modern Irish music would be river dance. Um, generally known from your vision, which I'll talk about that in a few moments also. But back to the World Cup, Cups, World Cup, I say, World Championship, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, that began in 1970, which which was also in around when the first like dance competitions was starting to begin, how um, our dancing became a competitive thing. And it is run annually. So each year there's like a World championship which is often on tiktok um usually in april around easter time i think because i remember in primary school there used to be a few girls that were doing it and they'll come back with like one or two prizes but i don't really remember that whole lot but i remember a few girls in primary school did take part part in it because i remember them coming to school and these have fake tan to be showing it and they were like we're so like saying how orange do are when the first got done i'm like okay but anyways um the Irish Dancing World Championships do welcome over 600 Irish dancers from 30 different countries, which is kind of cool. Um, which is kind of madness considering there's about 30 different like countries that my podcast has been listened to, like from. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, that's 6,000 Irish dancers in one place at one time dancing to Irish music, obviously, doing Irish dancing. Uh, but as for river dance, we're coming back to that now. It is is obviously a dancing show. Is um, it was composed by Bill Whelan. P- many people know it from the Eurovision in nineteen ninety four, which was performed by champion dancers Jean Butler and Michael Flatley. Michael Flatley is very well known, as many people probably do know at this stage. Um, but the show has achieved worldwide success throughout fifteen years. Um, this is this was like kind of in when it started. Obviously, it hasn't been going for fifteen years. It's about it's been on the go for twenty five years as it celebrates its show its twenty five year anniversary show, which is kind of cool. I often see it on TikTok being advertised. To be honest, I really like watching Irish dancing. Um, I kind of find it quite interesting. But the funny thing is with river dance when I was younger, um. Again, a few girls are doing Irish dancing and they're really big into it. And there's some, like, world or some competition going in the village and the primary school got involved, people doing Irish dancing, the Irish dancing club was involved with it. And 
they said, oh, we're doing Riverdance. And I was thinking, so, like, in my head, what I thought it was at the time, so, like, I was in second or third class, like, because we were learning the recorder at the time, because I was going, because a few students were going to be made to play recorder for some judges coming into the school, and some girls were going to do Riverdance, and me being, like, what, eight, seven, Seven between the ages of seven and nine, I'm not sure what age it was. I actually thought they're going to go down to the river and dance in it, do Irish dancing in the river. So, but as I got older, I discovered what a river dance was. So, my brain was definitely not the greatest thing ever back then. But we got, we learn, we grow up, we learn. But river dance does have a big influence on Irish dancing. And I will be honest, I would really like to go see river dance being performed sometime. And obviously, river dance has been showed all over around the country at this stage. Um, it's been a long time. Um, but yeah, that's river dance. And then as, like, like I've been involved or known Irish dancing for a very long time. I'm sure many people that live in Ireland or surrounded by Irish people would be like this as well. Like, I was even... I even took part in Irish dancing between senior infants and first class. Like, it was all right, and I thought I was all right, but I didn't like it at the same time. The main reason why I didn't like it is because I'm a person, and I want to keep going. I just don't like sitting down the whole time. And this lesson's, like, an hour or so long. And, like, an hour long or something. And um, I remember sitting for, sitting for most of the lesson, and I remember, like, when I was brought up, say, like, to a different new dance like say like a category or like say you start off with the real then you go up to the jig or whatever i kept going up to like the single jig and then sip jig then went back and i was like this got so annoying and i just gave up and then i started stage school which i was at for many years and it's hard to believe that my first ever stage school show was like 10 years ago which is pure madness but yeah, the teacher just kept forgetting that she had moved me forward. So I kept going behind, which is quite quite frustrating. But we live and we move on. And that's all that I have about Irish dancing. If you have any more, anything else that you have that you want to say about Irish dancing, because it is something big in our culture. Like you always always see like some sort of Irish dance club in St. Patrick's Parade that will be coming up in a few weeks time. So... Let me know um, if I forgot anything about Irish dancing or if you've any experience with Irish dancing. If you're involved with like some competition, the World Championships, you can let me know. Seanadol26 on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. I'm also on Facebook at Sunday Funday. And if you want, you can get in touch with the podcast by emailing Podcast at yahoo.com. We are now at the end of episode 91 of Sunday Funday and I'd like to say thank you all so much for listening to this week's podcast. Hard to believe in nine weeks time we'll be at episode 100 which is crazy to me even though like by the time I'm recording this it's not nine weeks but when this episode goes out it's nine weeks away from episode 100 which is really really exciting for me and just so mind-blowing so thank you all for the love and support over the last two years um but yeah that's it for this week's podcast don't forget to subscribe review rate and share my podcast as it'll mean so much to me um if you want to see more from content from me you can on social media seanadoyle26 on instagram tiktok and twitter 
I'm also on Facebook, Get Sunday Funday. And if you want, you can get in touch with the podcast by emailing sundayfundaypodcast at yahoo.com. But yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. And I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be back next Sunday morning with a brand new episode. And I hope you enjoy. So see you all next Sunday at 10 o'clock.